0: Thanks for checking out Church on the Rocks message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotrorg steps. Or, if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org/online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. We're ending a series today on the joy of the Lord called good tidings of great joy. Would you open your Bible to the book of Luke, the Christmas story, chapter two, Luke chapter two. You need something for notes today. Follow along with me. We've been talking about all month about the joy of the Lord. Why would you do that, pastor? Because there's more lack of it now than I've ever seen in my lifetime in the church as well as in the world. You know, we see here, the guys who put it on the screen again, USA Today, it says here that it the, reaches the highest rate of suicide in 80 years. You see, really, Pastor? Last Monday morning in St. Charles County, I'm on my way to work. It's around 8 o'clock, and I just got here to work, and all of a sudden, people start calling me, So, Pastor, have you made it to work yet? Are you there? Because on 70... Over here on Bryan Road, the bridge, there's a guy trying to jump off the bridge and commit suicide. The police are there, the ambulance is there, fire trucks are there trying to talk him out of it, wanting to commit suicide last Monday morning around eight o'clock, St. Charles County. People are hurting, they're struggling. So we've been talking about the answer for the last month. Can I have an amen? And it's the joy that comes from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. For a lot of people, 42% of Americans this year said they were dreading Christmas. 42% of Americans said they were dreading Christmas. They wanted to get through it quickly and out of it. For some people, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. For some people, it's the most dread time of the year. But you know, I tell you, we've been talking about the answer, the solution is not things, It's not presence. It's his presence. Did y'all get that? Y'all awake? It's not gifts alone, right? It's not presence alone. It's the presence of the Lord because in his presence is fullness of joy. He's the answer today. He's the one that will give you the staying power, the strength that you need to get up and keep going. We've had people in our church during the holiday season where the family members have passed away and, you know, that's really a, a, a time of grief and sorrow if we have no hope. But if we know where they're at and they're a born again believer, then we have hope that the world doesn't have. We don't have to sorrow like the world does with no hope. Can I have a witness? You know, one of my good friends in the ministry, his wife passed away just a couple of weeks ago during the holidays. But you know what? I've been checking up on him. He's got the joy of the Lord. You see, Pastor, how can he do that? His relationship with God. It changes your perspective on your circumstances, what you're going through, and your future, what you're going towards. Amen. So I want to conclude. We've been talking about, if you are visiting today, you might go to our website. Check out our, our website. Look at our previous teachings that we've done all month long. We looked at 10 benefits of the joy of the Lord. Wow, that was awesome. And then last weekend, we looked at Seven sources of where we get the joy of the Lord. You know, what it will do for us, the joy of the Lord, and then also not only that, but how do we get it? Where where are the sources that we go to feed our joy, to help us not stay discouraged, to help us not stay depressed and down, but help us to have that joy that brings strength and stability into our life. I want to conclude today on seven ways on how to develop and grow in that joy that comes from the Lord. We looked at this whole month how there's a difference between being happy and being joyful, right? We looked at the joy that's in the world and the joy that comes from knowing God and making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, like Pastor Kim talked about earlier. So let's get right into it. It's on the screen. Let's look at the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2. You all ready? Everybody ready to learn and grow? Okay, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying to a lot of us today, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings, tidings means news, I bring you good news of great joy. So we got the title for our whole series in the month of December. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. So notice all people, all people can have this great joy that comes from this good news, right? That a Savior has been born, right? Right? Next, it says, verse 11, For unto you is born this day, this is the good news, in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So so how do we grow in this joy that comes from the Lord, knowing the Lord, walking with the Lord, serving the Lord? How, How do we develop and grow in a greater level of this joy? Let's look at it seven ways. Next slide, guys. Number one, knowing who you are, your identity. You see, Pastor, isn't that obvious? Evidently not today, because we have women thinking they're men, and men think they're women. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Evidently today, we know we're trying to be somebody we're not. We compare ourselves. We get down on ourselves because we're not like who we think we should be, like someone else. Comparing yourself among yourself. Did you know that that's sin in the Bible? Did you know the Apostle Paul talked about it in the book of Corinthians? He said, you shouldn't compare yourself among yourself. So you and I, we need to know who we are, who you are in Christ. There's no one like you. No one can do it like you. No one has the call of God on their life like you have on your life. When God made you, he broke the mold. You are his workmanship. You are his handiwork. God don't make junk. Come on, you just celebrate with that fact today. Amen. When you know who you are, your identity in Christ, you stop getting down on yourself. You get delivered from shame and guilt and condemnation and comparing and competing and feeling insecure. So when you know who you are and you know who God made you to be and you work on being the best version of that every day, it brings joy. Oh, yeah. Let's look at the scripture. Next slide, guys. Ephesians 1, verse 11. It in Christ that we find out who we are. Boy, that, how, much more, how much more direct and clear right there. If you're struggling, I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why God put me here. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. I'm trying to blend into the culture. I'm trying to be like them so they'll accept me. All of that will discourage you. Depress you and defeat you. You need to find out who you are in Christ, who he made you to be, not like anybody else. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what you are living for. Well, that guy that wanted to jump off the bridge on, on Brian Road, evidently he didn't know who he was. Evidently he was down on himself. Evidently he was discouraged, full of guilt and shame. Evidently, he felt like a failure. Evidently, he felt like there was nothing to live for, and he was trying to attempt suicide last Monday morning on I-70. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Good news. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. When we hear of Christ, it should cause you to get your hopes up. When you hear a, a, a Savior was born lord jesus christ and he came to save us from our sin wow it should get your hopes up long before we first heard of christ and got our hopes up he had his eye on you he had his eye on you and a design for you for glorious living you were designed by god you were created by god on purpose and for purpose and when you know your identity and secondly, when you know your purpose, it will cause you to grow in the joy that comes from the Lord and fulfilling his plan for your life. Next guys, next slide. Verse 12, part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. Next slide, guys. So uh, it is in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, this is the message translation. You found yourself home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. And that sounds like an Elvis Presley song, signed, sealed, and delivered, okay, by the Holy Spirit. Next slide, guys, moving right along. Number two is know your purpose. Know your identity. We just read it, and we just read it. Know your God-given purpose. People with a purpose persist. People who know their purpose, wow, there's a charisma, there's a, there's a stir in their step, there's direction, there's get up and go. There's bounce back ability when you know you're not a mistake and that God has designed you, that God has a destiny for you, that God has a plan for you and a purpose for you. It keeps you living. It keeps you getting up. It keeps you bouncing back. Oh, things may happen, but you realize this too shall change. It's just temporary. Okay. Okay. Next, guys. Next slide. Let's go right on to number three. Go right on to number three with the slide. Keep moving. All right. Learn to let adversity work for you. Learn. It's a skill set, isn't it? We all get hit. We all get hurt. But you know what? We need to know how to respond to that hit and that hurt. Let adversity advance you. Let adversity advance you. When you do that, you maintain your joy and you grow your joy and you come out stronger. Learn. It's a skill set to let adversity work for you and not against you. Someone said, stay a student in the storm that you're in. Someone said, if I'm learning from my mistakes, if I'm learning from my hardships, I'm not losing, right? Someone said, when I fail, if I learn from my failure, I am not a failure. And that failure causes me to fall forward. So learn to let adversity work for you. Scripture for that is Romans chapter 8. I love this scripture. We have it on our bathroom wall at our house. And we know, we know, it's important what you know today. What you don't know can kill you. What you do know will help you. And we know that all things, God's not behind all things, but we know that all things will work together for our good. So I'm going to let adversity advance me together for good. Now I have to qualify for that. I have to qualify. And here's the two qualifiers, love God and walk in my purpose, love God and walk in his will. And when I do that, when I realize that life's tough, life's hard, Life hurts, we get hit. But if we get back up, if we bounce back up, it's the joy of the Lord that becomes your strength, It gives you bounce back ability. If you let adversity advance you, and you develop a skill to let it promote you, guess what? You maintain your joy, and you come out on the other side with a greater joy. Next, guys, next slide. We, well, let's just keep on going to the next, all right, number four. Remove toxic people. Oh, boy, we hit a nerve on that one. Praise God. Don't look at anybody right now. Don't think of your relatives that wouldn't come to church with you this morning. Staying at home, Christmas vacation, okay? So number one, I forgot. How do we how do we grow and develop this joy? Number one was knowing your identity and who you are and how God designed you. And every day work on becoming better who you are, a better version. And then number two, know your God-given purpose, right? And then number three, what? Learn to let adversity work for you. And number four, remove toxic people. You become like those you run with. Birds of a feather hang together. Can't be an eagle hanging out with chickens, right? Okay? So under that scriptures, let's look at it. First Corinthians 1533. Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, associations will corrupt you and deprave good manners, morals, and affect your character. Remove toxic people. I think we have another scripture for that, guys. Next slide. Proverbs 20, verse 18. Purpose is and plans are established by counsel and only with good advice so we want to be around people who give us good advice right make or carry on war next slide guys proverbs 20:19 he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets this is called gossip therefore associate not with them who talks too freely on social media Oh, I just put that in there. Whoa, how'd that get in there? Praise the Lord. So notice the Bible has all kinds of things to say. Be selective to be effective. The law of transfer of spirits. Who you run with, you will pick up their behavior, their attitudes, their habits, their perspective, their likes and dislikes. So I have to remove toxic people who are complainers, who are negative, are always grumbling, we are always complaining, who are always negative, I need to look around and who I run with if I wanna maintain my joy and feed my joy and develop my joy, I've gotta remove toxic people out of my life. Can still love them, still pray for them, still be kind to them, but I can't hang out with them. Am I helping anybody today? Next guys, Next. okay, number five, don't carry your care. Don't carry your care. If I'm going to grow in the joy of the Lord and develop it, number five is I can't carry my own care. It will weigh me down. It will weigh me down. It will discourage and defeat me. Under that, scriptures we have for that, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 in the Passion Translation. If you bow low in God's presence, now what's in God's presence? The joy. Of the Lord is his presence. He will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Well, that's a great word for somebody today. God's never in a hurry. If you bow low in his presence, and the Bible says in Psalm 16:11, in his presence is fullness of joy. He will eventually, everybody say, eventually. Now you all found out by now, right? Your timetable. Is not his timetable. Okay? He will eventually exalt you if you leave the timing. Leave the timing in his hands. Verse 7 Pour out all your worries and all your stress upon him, leave it there, for he always tenderly cares for you. We're not to carry our own care. We're to cast our care over on the Lord. Because if I carry my own care, I'm gonna lose my joy, right? Under that also, another translation. Next slide, guys. First Peter five. Oh, Psalm 55, 22. That's a good one, that'll work. Cast your burden on the Lord. Boy, stop carrying it, y'all. Cast your burden on the Lord. What's bothering you? Give it to him. Cast your burden on the Lord. Release the weight of it. It's too heavy for you to carry. He will sustain you. If we cast our care on him, he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. So what do we do? My marriage is bothering me. My kids are bothering me my finances are bothering me my health is bothering me people at work are bothering me people at school are bothering me my neighbors are bothering me wow my own mind is bothering me what do you do you take everything that's bothering you that has become a burden and you give it to the lord and you give it to him why and then now he's going to carry it and you're not going to carry it amen next slide guys next slide number six These are seven ways on how we grow and develop in the joy of the Lord. Thankfulness. Pastor, I'm going through the biggest battle I've ever gone through in my entire life. Well, you know what? You're getting ready for the biggest victory and breakthrough you've ever seen in your whole life, right? So what should I do, Pastor? I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. What should I do? The best battle plan for the battle you're in. Is a heart and attitude of thankfulness. That's the best battle plan. Under that scripture, next slide, guys, first Thessalonians 5:18. Thank God in not for. In not for. Thank God in everything, no matter the circumstances during the holidays. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the battle plan. This is the perfect will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. So if I want to be in God's will and I want a battle plan for the circumstances I'm going through right now in the holidays, the best thing I can do is write down a Thanksgiving list, things I'm thankful for. Write a blessing list, things I'm thankful for and grateful for. Have a grateful walk this afternoon. Have a thankful walk. Tonight, before I go to bed, just think of three things I'm thankful for, even during the holidays when 42% of America is dreading it right now. Oh, my goodness. Next slide, guys. Next slide. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8. Do not fret. Wow. Sounds like don't carry your care. Or have anxiety about anything. The last time I looked up the word anything, it means anything. But in every circumstance that you're going through today, and in everything, what should you do? Don't panic, but pray. We're to pray with definite request, but add to your request thanksgiving. Add to your request thanksgiving giving continue to make your once known to God next slide guys next slide verse 7 and God's peace wow if I bring my petition and I don't panic but I pray and I give it to God whoa but then I tag on to that thanksgiving thank you Lord you've heard me thank you God the answer is on the way thank you Lord I believe I have it now Thank you, God, for all that you're done, doing, going to do. And when I do that, if I do it successfully and skillfully and accurately, peace of God comes all over me. Don't you love that? Next slide, guys. Next slide. Number seven, as the team comes, focus. Don't give attention to the wrong things. If we're going to keep our joy, we're not going to let it be stolen by the world or people, opposition, adversity, if we're, not, if we're going to keep on top of it and the joy of the Lord is our strength and we grow in that and maximize that joy, then i got to watch what I'm looking at. Focus. Don't give attention to the wrong things. Here's the formula. What I'm focusing on, I begin to feel. And what I feel, I act out. becomes my behavior. So I change my behavior by changing what I'm looking at. If my behavior today is I'm down, I'm sad, I'm discouraged, I'm bewildered, I'm I'm confused, I'm perplexed, then I need to change what I'm looking at, giving attention to, and my affection to. Oh, I love the scriptures under this. Guys, next slide. Proverbs 23, 26. My son or daughter, give me your heart, and look at this, let your eyes observe my ways. Well, we need to focus on the promises of God. We need to focus on the will, the plan, the purpose of God. It makes all the difference in all the world, whether I'm up or down, what I'm looking at, what I'm focusing on. Because of what I'm focusing on, I'll begin to feel out. What I'm feeling, I'll begin to act out. It becomes my behavior. Next slide, guys. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe and delight in my ways. God's ways are his principles, his promises. Next slide, guys, next slide. I love this one. And with this one, I'll conclude. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. Can we read this all together? Can we do it? They tell me I'm not supposed to do it, but can we do it? Okay, on the count of three, y'all need to see this now, what you focus on, seven things that will build and grow the joy of the Lord you'll maintain that joy you'll maximize that joy maximize that joy the world your circumstances or opposition won't seal it from you but you'll go to a whole new level new level of joy new level of strength and anointing on your life okay okay on three. One, two, three. okay oh can we go back you're going too quick now guys Oh, can we go? Oh, we need, oh, we need to know this as we leave 23 and go into 2024. Whoa, but forget all that. Don't you forget all that. I'm gonna come over here now. Forget all that. All that drama. Oh, just forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do for you. Verse 19, look at verse 19. For I am about to do something new. Now remember, the seventh point is focus. What's the next word? See. Focus on this look at this dwell on this get a dream board write out your goals for 2024 for i am about to do something new i'm ready for the new and i want to forget all that and i'm going to focus on the new that god's going to do for i have already begun god's working behind the scenes i have already begun do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I'll create a river in the dry waste land. So forget all that. What he's about to do is greater than what you've ever seen before. Come on, let's thank God for the word today. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family. Being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org nextsteps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.